very simple actually I really like find comfort in like Nasi, ikan goreng, sambal, kicap, telur Telur, oh yeah, oh my god I love telur, goreng and kicap It's like the Orang best Orang selalu cakap macam dah habis buat But I like It's amazing Panas panas, you know Oh, panas panas Oh my god, it's so good And then if you have like Sarumdik ikan belis or whatever Whatever Or yeah. oh, sambal so that, oh. yeah, Whatever sambal yeah. lah Eh, it needs to be kicap. I don't know. Yeah. I like kicap. I'm a kicap person. <laughs> it's so true. So to me, that is like the simplest meal that I right. can put together anywhere I'm, I am at around the world. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Well, it's morning right now that I'm recording this podcast. So okay, okay let's just say good day. Good day, guys. Assalamualaikum. We meet again this week. I know, I know, I've been, you know, delaying this update. Um, it's not that I don't want to update you guys. It's not, it's just that I've been really, really busy with work. If you guys know that this is actually my side hustle, you know, something that I work on the side. So, I'm, I have a full-time job. Pretty difficult to handle everything. It's just that when you thought that, when it's the end of the year you would think that you know there would be less campaign or less event or less workload but no it's actually a whole lot more so <laughs> just when i thought i could like relax but it's like <sighs> you know that's life just when you thought you can like sit down you know take a breath then bam just hits you in the face right <laughs> anyways i mean i mean it's just like just like to share with you i'm actually part of a um, digital and social media team at the company that i'm currently work with so it's very difficult if you're part of social media team it's i mean social media is 24 7 so it's pretty difficult for me to be like all chills and you know so now this week alhamdulillah i managed to squeeze some time to do this to record the uh, the podcast so this week for those who follow my instagram my handle is hafiza518 you know what you're gonna do now you're gonna click on instagram search for my handle and click follow yes self-promote i know Haviza, you have zero shame oh my god if you want to follow follow if you don't follow it's fine because my instagram is like it's nothing interesting i'm just a typical mom of three who likes to update you know boring stuff anyways yeah so so if you have been following my instagram you would know that i have i think for the i think three weeks back i have um recorded a podcast episode with miss Ili Sulaiman. Woohoo, Ili, if you're listening to this, hello, hello. <laughs> oh my god. I tell you what, Ili is like the coolest girl ever. When I first arrived at the uh, place that we're supposed to do the interview, I was like super nervous because I was thinking to myself, like, okay, sh- like, what should I do? Should I be like all prim and proper or should I go like formal? Like, you know, how do I dress her kind of thing? But she was so cool about it. I mean, she was super friendly, very warm, very a- approachable so it made the interview a lot easier and we really had fun i don't know about i, I don't know like, i mean from my side like i had fun into interviewing her because she's really really nice so yeah we talked about a lot of things of course we also talked about food you know she's a foodie at heart i love food but her love for food is like another level i tell you guys <laughs> like really you know so it's really cool listen to this interview 
We talked about her challenges in the food industry. We also talked about how she started to get herself involved in the industry. Other stuff, a lot, a lot of stuff is very, very interesting. I mean, you can hear it through the snippets earlier, right? Super interesting, super fun. I hope you guys would enjoy this interview. Um, Illy, if you're listening to this, girl, you're the bomb. So would you like to introduce yourself to yeah. the listeners? Uh, my name is Ili Sulaiman. I am, I would say, a celebrity cook, not a chef, only because I was not culinary trained or I right. never served in a, a professional kitchen or whatever that you deem necessary to be a professional. Uh, but I think that I've paid my dues well and enough, started cooking at a very young age. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's what I do. Right. Yeah. And, and how long have you been doing this? Um, cooking my entire life. Um, doing this as a career, I started in 2014, early 2014. Okay. So now it's about four years, yeah, almost four years. five years. Four, five yeah, years, four, five yeah. years. So yeah, it's been doing, I mean, I've been okay. Yeah. Yeah. I read somewhere that your studies, uh, you, you, your background in studies is actually business. Yeah. So I studied so, business. Yeah. How did you come to work <laughs> I you don't know, know. in food? I don't know. Like what, what influenced your decision? Um, I think, um, when I look back, right, right. Um, the one thing that was always consistent in my life and at every point when I was the happiest was actually cooking and being around people. These are the two things that was the constant. So at a very young age, I was very much um, heavily, I guess, encouraged or influenced. I don't know what's the right word for it, but... I always found myself in situations where I had to cook or be around people within food. Right. So an example would be like when I was in school, um, I was put in charge of uh, doing harigantin. Oh. You know, because... Um, I was so you're under food and beverages. Yeah, it? it's oh. always been like that. Because um, I guess it comes from my parents who are, both in, who are both in the service industry. So my dad works for Malaysian Airlines. He's still a steward. He's not even a pilot, okay? For almost like, what, 37, 38 years. So I think growing up in an environment where service was very much a part of my upbringing, right. um, that I felt comfortable doing it, whether it was in the kitchen or serving people. So it manifests in school. Right. And then I was always uh, very active in student council, for instance, like um, in Sanwe, I, I studied university in college in Sanwe. Right. Uh, not university, sorry, college. I went to pre-U in Sanwe and uh, we did the food festival. It was the first food festival, you know. So it was always something to do with food, food. and always something to do with people and right. like getting people to get excited about food. Right. And it was constant. Even when I was in uni, I studied business in Queen Mary, University of London. I was living in London. Um, I would have all the Malaysian students come together and then I would just charge them like five pounds and then I'll make this huge Malaysian feast, you know, for right. Raya or Chinese New Year, any any means to celebrate. Right. So it was that, that was the constant and I was always very happy and always like excited about doing it. Yeah. So then rewind, always like fast forward, not rewind, fast forward, <laughs> uh, many years after. So, you know, you... 
you graduate and then you get a corporate job right. you know you want to be a lawyer so I studied business and thinking I wanted to be a lawyer right oh okay so that didn't happen <laughs> obviously <laughs> um, then I started working in a fine dining restaurant it's um, called Mossimans it's right. a private dining club okay um, so what, we, what, what do you do there? so I, I it was during recession so it was really bad when I graduated in 2008 um, mm-hmm. the UK hit a really bad recession so a lot of my friends who had lined up jobs had no jobs oh, that's uh, sad. But, but for me I think the blessing was I was waiting for my working visa because back in the day you could apply for a two-year professional working visa so I was actually waiting before I could apply for jobs okay. but that was a blessing in disguise because what happened was um, I didn't have a job so I just went out and just got any job and right. I landed this reception job in this fine dining establishment so I was like okay well this is just going to fill my time until I find something else but I absolutely loved, loved it, it. Okay. because why it was food and people oh. right and then um, then there was an opening in events um, so I applied for the job and I got it so, so I, it's like it comes naturally to you like yeah, food it and was, people. yeah food yeah. and people it was that constant right so that's when I really learned about you know um, you know hospitality and being of service to people and fine dining and like l- literally like all the things that I never really thought of as being a career you know what I mean like yeah. I didn't I never thought about it I never went I never thought like oh I want to go to culinary or yeah or I could go to culinary school I never yeah. thought of it you know I was always like I guess it's being Asian <laughs> okay and every Asian parents like you you go study become doctor or yeah, lawyer this profession guy. Yeah, yeah exactly so and it was funny because like balik balik pusing pusing, I'm still back to where my parents started. Right, right. Because I guess it's it's I guess conditioning, it's upbringing as well. True. And having traveled the world and everything, so so yeah. So I I worked there and I absolutely loved it. And then when I decided to come back to Malaysia, right, I then went and worked for Teach for Malaysia. I was not a teacher. I was part of the management team. Okay. And I guess that's when I really fell in love with. Um, my country again you know because we traveled a lot right. and I met a lot of amazing people like teachers and students in rural areas in you know marginalized communities and yeah. and it really opened up your, it really opened your up my mind yeah. and I saw the beauty in what food does you know I could you know it was like where we're coming from KL Right. You know, we all spoke English, and then when we suddenly go into like a place where everyone speaks a, a different dialect, yeah. for instance, it's still Malay, but everyone speaks a different dialect. But suddenly, when we have differences and we put a plate of food or food together, and everybody comes together, it suddenly becomes like like fine. best friends. Ah, like, like you know, you know yeah. everything suddenly becomes great. You know, like yeah. then you start talking about the common things that we have in common like even though we might be brought up in a different way or we speak a different language so i saw the beauty in that and i really kind of again it was people and food right so when i decided to leave teach for malaysia and start up dish by Lee, i was like wow like how do i even start doing this so then so then yeah i guess like the rest is history they said and i just really went forth and went with my passion but I knew what was the constant right. which is the food and people I mean, you were aware of yeah yeah you know, I was very much aware, aware of, of yeah. what you're good at what you're happy with you know yeah okay. great yeah. so um, does um, the food industry feel male dominated to you no 
No, because not that some people. You know, sometimes like me and my husband will go like my husband will go like, you know, but you see the greatest chef they're all like male. Really? Yeah, but I'm like, but we women we cook at home, what? Yeah. Like you know, you eat. So yeah, dishes, so. I mean, like exactly. If you ask like the top chefs in the world, like who are the best chefs? Who are the best cooks? Right. right? They will probably say their mom or their grandma. True. It I starts agree. like I said. It always starts from home. It's about the nurturing. It's about what you learn growing up. Like, who changed your taste buds? Is your parents? Yeah. Right. So for you to be able to be exploratory, or you know, even the late Anthony Bourdain said that, you know, in one of his first trips, um, that he went with his family was on the travels, and that was the first time he ate oyster, and that right. was it for him. Right, but if it wasn't for his parents, he would never have had that wow moment yeah, or that light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there are some great chefs in who are male, mm-hmm. but there are also amazing chefs who are female. And I don't. I I think we're gonna stop talking and comparing the both. You know, mm-hmm. like stop putting us in a box and categorizing us. True. Like you know, I was very much very upset with fifty um, best. Um, restaurants, you know, they have the. So you have the Michelin star, right? And then you have the fifty rest best restaurants, okay, in the world, right? It's also another prestigious. Um, I see. Okay. Award that you can get, and suddenly, like I think it was a year, last year or two years ago, they made a category for best female chef. Why? Okay. It should all be yeah, under be one, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, it's things like that that we got to move away from. Yeah. And I. I I don't see them as a threat. I just see them as um, collaborators and yeah. partners. Like even though you know you're doing something else, I'm doing something else. We're not of the same same gender. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, true. Um, we should be credited for our ability. Yeah, true. More than anything else. Correct. So, um, how is Dish by Ili is doing now? Okay, so Dish by Ili is morphed into this like. <laughs> <laughs> completely different thing. So, okay, I'll tell you what my strategy was in the beginning. Okay. I was, I'm a very much a person that, that I, um, and I think I know Malaysians really well that when it comes to food, right, right, you really need to establish yourself as someone that is credible or not people won't come, right? Okay. So, my easiest penetration to the market was to do food delivery. And at that time when I started in 2014, right, there was no like, there was none of this like other food delivery. Food delivery, correct, yeah. true. Yeah. So I was one of the first, I would say five. Right. Um, everyone was doing healthy food, and mm-hmm. I was like, no, I want to stick to something that's comfort food. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, growing up, I always saw like the auntie down the road used to get tiffins delivered to her house, and I really wanted to bring that back, like that, that 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 moment where you open up your tiffin, you sit around with your group of friends, yeah. and you enjoy it because yeah. you can't eat a tiffin on your own, right? True. So, um, so that was my idea was to kind of start up a business um, that really captured and embodied what Malaysian was, okay, and what Malaysia is actually, and then so food delivery um, in Tiffins was a huge success, um, so much so that I you know I managed to get a show called Diary Mangkut Tingkat, okay, um, which was my first. First endeavor into the TV world, right? Um, so that started in. So my first show was in 2015, mm-hmm. early 2015, and then I decided 
um, and I got a lot of people like inquiring and asking me questions about how to cook this or how to fry fish and all these you know like genuine questions yeah. that I think got me thinking like wow there are a lot of people who want to cook their own food but they don't know how, how? to yeah. so I was like what's the best way right Google think big right go Google so um, Asian Food Channel and Food Network Asia were looking for their next um, TV host right so I was like you know what I'm going to apply for it the first year I applied I didn't even get through then the second year I applied which is in 2015 after establishing Dish by Ali Food mm-hmm. Delivery Services I won right which was amazing yeah. yeah it was amazing so I won and then I guess after that it just kind of spiraled you know so yeah. I had multiple shows digital content which is exactly what I wanted to do then business got really really good but then I always knew that food delivery after being in the business for a very long time I knew that I didn't want to scale uh, the food delivery I, I, I didn't want to have like a an operational kitchen churning out thousands and thousands of meals that right. was not something that I was passionate about I found working with food and people more passionate about because like with food delivery you don't have that connection with people true right? you just like hey, you just food, food ah, yeah, that's it. exactly yeah. so then I decided to take a step back so I, I, I shut um, the food delivery business in 2017 so last year and then what I've been establishing is now I have this community that I've grown right who have seen me evolve from a food delivery to a person that they can look up to and ask questions about and reply, like what you said. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And like, you know, respond and just kind of build that, that, hey, that network. Yeah, that community. Yeah, like I'm learning too every day and so so are you. So let's like share ideas. Um, So now what Dish by Lee does is uh, we're actually, if you think about it, we're going to be an online magazine. Right. Right. Great. So it's basically a portal where you can go, and if you think of anything Malaysian, anything that has to do with food, you come you to us. There. Okay. Right. So is, is there any like subscription or like? Yes. Is it, okay. So we have subscription. We're okay. building our community at the moment um, on our Facebook group. Um, so you can subscribe, and we will send you recipes. Um, we also have different writers, so it's not just me contributing. Right. We have other. Um, other authors that write about uh, where to eat uh, certain types of food, petua-petua, okay. uh-huh. myths, uh, we have video content, uh, we have obviously recipes, lots yeah. of recipes, we have tips and tricks, how-tos, everything you need to know about Malaysian cuisine, right? right. Um, and I'm not I'm not just focusing on one type, I'm focusing, uh, I mean, well, Dish by Lee is focusing on, you know, Malay heritage, Indian heritage, Chinese heritage, but all Malaysian. Yeah. You know, talking about the real food of the real people. So that's what Dish by Lee is about now. Uh, So we're working very hard. I have a very small team, uh, a lot of contributors. So yeah, so that's what Dish by Lee is doing now. Great. Which is crazy, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, from you just, you're basically starting from scratch. Mm. Now it's like this yeah. big. Yeah. It's like your baby has grown up. Yeah. Like so that. it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> so um, wait, what was it? Okay. What do you think the goal of a cooking show should be? What distingu- distinguishes you from other TV chefs? Um, I think a lot of the chefs that are readily available or the ones that are you know doing really well, um, they are like I said probably culinary trained. Most of them probably went to culinary school or started in the restaurant business. Well, else for me, um, I 
might not have the technique down pack right but I do have uh, that kind of um, that agak agak kind of method yeah. you know that that goes by the heart goes by what the ingredients say goes by but the petua petua or the the myths that you are taught when you are learning from an elder correct the history the culture so yes. that's what makes me different is that I'm able to go into a house whether whatever house right. <laughs> and put myself in the kitchen and just help right you know I I don't take over I sit at the back and I assist. And I clean up And I learn as I go along And I think that's the difference Like um, When you are In someone else's kitchen Especially an elder You have to know How to respect Correct Yeah Like so I think for me What I do really well is I know how to Get the best Out of any situation So right. If you meet me for the first time Say if I go to your house right. The first place I'll go Is actually in your kitchen And I'll be like Okay so how can I help you and I will start by just washing up and then eventually I'll go into like you know potong sayur yeah, or something like that yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. and I just I just follow the lead it's like a dance yeah. being in the kitchen is like a dance and um, and that's when you learn the best and once you start cooking and they can see like older people like, especially like all these aunties and uncles and you know grandmas and grand aunts like they, they, they know if you know how to cook yeah they you can know? tell they can tell yeah so I'm because I was trained like that. So when I'm on my on TV, people who know how to cook look at me and they're like, "Oh, this girl knows how to cook." Yeah. Like just, oh, she can. Uh, like, but chara I is very much like how they would do at home. So right. they don't feel intimidated. If anything, they feel like, "Oh, what she's doing is what I'm, I'm doing. doing." So it feels comfortable. Yeah. And it's okay sometimes to go alamak too much yeah, or like sure. and then you take it out or you don't you're like, "Oh my god, oh my god." Yeah. You know? Um it's okay. So I guess that's the difference. That I'm not so rigid, rigid yeah. or like stuck in this like textbook kind of yeah. thing. Okay. I mean, it's no. It's not saying that um, you know that technique is better than mine. No, it's not. It's just, just that it's you. different. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just different. Yeah. So, but I didn't go to school and learn how to like you know julienne carrots. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, I just like potong the thing. Like if it as long as it's about the same size, I'm happy yeah. because it cooks the same time. You know. True. Um. So it's not really about. Yeah, so I guess that's the difference, and I think that's that's why maybe I have a, a different charm. Mm-hmm. I might not know all the scientific techniques or whatever it is, <laughs> but you know, what works is what works. Like, <laughs> yeah, whatever that makes you comfortable. Yeah, right. exactly. And, and as long as you get the dish right, then yeah, you know. And so then, yeah. what's what are uh, what are some of your best recipes you've made? Okay, maybe because I'm a home cook, I do this very well. So, um, I make things. The best meals I make are usually the last minute ones with the minimal ingredients. Mm. So I can go and say, like, I'll go to your house right. and I open up your fridge, and you're like, I'm really hungry. I'll just open up and see what you have, and then we'll, we'll make something delicious. Right. So, be- because like I said, I'm not rigid. I don't need to have a recipe, and that's why baking and me don't go long. I see a baking yeah. is like you need two cups of, of water, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> and you can't like adjust. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's all because chemistry. if it's cooking, it's like agak okay, put little bit of this. Yeah, macam you know? tak sedap, you boleh tuh. Tambah tambah ya. You know, like yeah. that's why baking and me are not friends. I do desserts very well. Right. Actually, like some of my girlfriends say that actually my desserts are too die for. Right. But I don't. I naturally I don't that I don't really gravitate towards I that. See, okay. 
my gravitation is towards savory food, um, food that I can do off the cuff. Um, I don't really get inspired by ingredients to be honest I get inspired by the person that's why when I go to your house I get to know you and then um, we talk and you tell me like you know your childhood and stuff and uh, and then you'll be like oh I'm really curious about this and then we'll go into your kitchen and then I'll cook something based on your story right so that's that's how I function uh, that's nice right? yeah so it's really different so yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. are like like wow okay like that's how you think because don't forget the core of me is people and food yeah it doesn't like if i don't have the other then there's no point hmm. yeah for me lah yeah yeah mm. but meaning like you are you know we much you how should i put it yeah it's like you're gifted you just know what you are hard of you know what i'm saying like I you, just feel you, yeah. you and like you know. Yeah, I just feel yeah. the feel the situation, feel the person, yeah. and just like then just then just give that part of me cool. because food really brings people together. And the thing is, when I'm upset or whatever, my food does that. Oh. So like like so when I cook for people, I, it makes me happy. Right. So naturally, it becomes happy. But if I'm like if I'm sad or I'm like you know everybody has yeah, their down days. Yeah, true. If I'm like really down, like I don't cook. So you I don't want to cook. Oh, okay. You don't feel yeah, like cooking. Which okay. is a, a problem. So I always tell my family, like, if I don't want to cook, there's a problem. Yeah. That, that means I'm wrong not, something's wrong. Yeah. Either I'm sick or, you know, I'm down about something. So you that's a, a trigger. I see. No matter how busy I am, young, you like, will no, cook every day. I go back home and cook okay. dinner. Cool. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it satisfies me. So. Yeah. That's, that's great. Thanks. So, um,. Who has been your biggest influence? In terms of the food? <laughs> yeah. I would say my family for sure. So my parents for... Okay, my mom's not a great cook. My dad is. Ah. He's, but he's like so low. You have to get him in the kitchen. <laughs> but if he has to cook, he can. Um, but I think my parents first and foremost because they encouraged me to be curious. So, so when did you start cooking? Like when you're at a young age? I can remember my first memory of actually being in the kitchen was maybe when I was like two or three, sitting at the sink with my grandma, and I was um, bata um, long beans. Ah, bendi uh, long like, beans. Uh, kaca panjang. Uh, kaca panjang. Ah, okay, so just right. like pete, my and I had my sink, my 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 legs in the sink, I was sitting on the edge and oh, I'm watching so my girl. Ah. So that's how young it was, yeah. Right. That's how young already. Is it because you four. volunteered to help? Or I don't know. Like I just that's just a memory because okay. like right. I don't remember much. And my mom's okay. like, how do you remember that? Because dulu dulu kita orang tak ada in you know kampung yeah. style. Betul. Uh, mandi everything is in the sink. Correct. Right. So like I that's what I remember. Just being my feet in the sink and then just having green beans like just pata pata pata, pata, pata and watching my mom and grandma in the kitchen. And then I remember at a very young age pakai pinafore sekolah on a stool tengah goreng huh. I don't know what, what I was doing so that is maybe probably like 6-7 years old huh? oh, right. right Okay. so starting at a very young age I guess I have to give thanks to my parents you know and my parents being in the airlines we always had that one year where we one day one one ticket every year that we go for free around the anywhere. world yeah. anywhere that Malaysia Airlines flies so my parents really made sure that we had the best experience so and they were always very encouraging with me eating right so my palate was established at a very young age you know what i mean yeah i was eating sushi way before anyone else you know 
I was very adventurous huh? yeah, like my, because yeah. my parents are cool. you know yeah. so you learn the culture through your parents right eating pretzel and butter in Germany or having chestnuts in Vienna you know like it's very distinct yeah. having um, you know uh, um, a risotto in, in Rome Right. You get what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like everywhere I remember going. So my mom reminds me, we were talking that day, and my mom was like, I was telling her about my, my memories as a child, and we were talking about how young you can remember, right? right. And I said, All my memories is all involves food. <laughs> it all involves food. Yeah. And like, I remember like when I was about seven or eight in, in America, we right. went to uh, Disney World, mm-hmm. and um, I, was, I had my first American hot dog. Was it big? It was huge, and I, but I remember it. Yeah. And my mom was like, "Yeah," and then she also remembered like, "Alamak, is this halal?" But it is because it's kosher. Right. <laughs> because everything in everything in uh, Disney World, most of it is all kosher. Right. Okay. So like, you know, it's little things that we were talking about. And my mom was like, oh "My God, like all your memories are all just food, food. not ex- not like mana kita pergi apa you beli like yeah. I don't even remember the rides on Disneyland, but I remember yeah. the food. Food, which is weird, right? So definitely my parents, and then I would say. Um, my friends grandmothers and my friends moms because mm-hmm. i learned a lot of my recipes <laughs> through my friends because they all don't want to cook <laughs> okay. so like then i'll go to my best friend's house and like i'll learn from my you know my best friend's nez yeah. and her mom Nolin, she she taught me a lot of recipes um i learned from other people's grandmothers <laughs> like it's really bad but i'm like look at least i know how to cook your family la, you know your family's food you know but it, it's 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 that la. like that yeah. is what interests me yeah it's people and food great so um in your opinion yeah yeah how has the uh, industry changed over the past few years uh which industry um like, the food the cooking industry okay to be honest like food industry i'm not really i'm not really um aware of because i don't have a a restaurant or anything like right. that i had a restaurant like a pop-up but um but i guess from what i can see is um like last time, I was just having a conversation with a friend yesterday about why is it that Malaysian food is not really well known like Singapore. Like they just really take control of yeah. like even our food. They're like, yeah, it's ours. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just like, yeah, whatever. I think because before social media, if you like a place, say you have a favourite nasi lemak bungkus right. place, a lot of Malaysians will not share that information. They'll be like, they will take one or two friends right. to go and eat this place, but they're like, hey, don't tell other people, okay, I bring you but here. But why? Yeah, exactly, right? But it's true. It is the core of being Malaysian. It's like, we don't want to share where's our favourite lontong place, where's our favourite, like, you know, panmi place because or whatever. So because good. it's so good. Like, I only bring selected people here. And it's like, that's our mentality, right? But... Thank God for social media now and people are so crazy about it that they are starting to share, right? So I think it's that that mindset shift when you start sharing, right? whatever it is. Like yeah. It's the same with me. Once I started sharing the knowledge I had and started learning and every day I'm learning from other people right. and then I'm sharing that knowledge, it's like the rezeki is more, you yeah. know? You just become better and better and better. So like the it. more you give, the more you get. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And it's the same with the industry, right? Before we were so close, we like this is our favorite like sati kajang, you know, like don't tell anyone, yeah. okay? And but now with social media, people are starting to share. And right. now when people are starting to share, businesses are starting to flourish. Right? 
it's not about just the one place you go to. Now everybody knows, okay, to eat mee curry, you go here. Yeah. To have the best cakes, you go here. Yeah. To have the best coffee, you go here, 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 here. And that is what's encouraging, right? Right. Um, so you start seeing a lot more uh, nicer places you can take your family and friends or your friends that come from overseas, you know. So the industry is flourishing. And then you get more entrepreneurs going into this business. Correct, true. So you create a lot of innovation and creativity. Okay. So I think, I mean, I'm not an expert, but that's what I see. Okay. I, I, I find that the digital age has actually helped more businesses be true. successful, which is awesome. Um, in terms of TV, I think that's something that maybe I'm a little bit more in the know. Um, it's nice to know that um, a lot of um, TV personalities or, or chefs, or celebrity chefs, we're all really actually good friends. Like, we're not competitors. And I right. think this is the new age. So people like Anis Nabila, Nick Michael, Shearson, we're all friends. Right. We all hang out. Like, we all go for coffee, we go and eat together and everything. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, and there's certain times where, you know, people will ask, I mean, there's not a lot of us. And, right. you know, jobs, they're very limited because it's only like a small pool of us. Um, and we're generally happy when we can't do it and we pass it on to other friends. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, and and I think this collaborative working effort will really help build the industry. Um, we're supportive of each other. When once we start supportive of each other, it doesn't become a vicious like um, um, like dog eat world kind dog, of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Dog, dog, dog eat dog, 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 dog. Yeah, yeah sorry. world. You know, so. What happens is you find more collaborative, you find better quality, you bet better content mm -hmm. because we are growing and evolving at the same time. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I think that there's that no such thing as like, okay, she's doing this, I should do better. Like, you no. know, yeah, okay. If you are true to your craft, that means you are you're the one who built it. Like for me, like I know that nobody can do me. Yeah, true. Right? I can come up with a concept or a recipe, whatever. And then put it out there, and then if you do it and you sell it as your own, right. you can. Yeah. But I will always be able to create and innovate. You True. probably won't be able yeah. to because you stole the idea. Yeah. So you have to just find comfort in knowing that you're good at this. Yeah. And just 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 stick just, to it. Yeah. Uh, just go with it, and evolve. And that's how Dish by Lee has evolved. If right. not, if if it was an idea that I stole from somewhere, there was no way that I could. It's still surviving and still doing really yeah. well. Betul tak? Betul, betul actually. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what people have to think about when they go into a business like this. Okay. Yeah. So I would say, actually that's my second question. <laughs> What's the biggest misconception about TV chefs? I yeah. basically just answered the yeah. question that yeah. you guys are friends. We are friends. friends. Yeah. Oh my god, we are such are not competing friends. with one another. No. See. And we're very supportive of each other. Like I know that I go to Sherson's restaurants a lot. Right. You know, um, I hang out with Anis all the time. We're like always going to new places to go and try food, you know, we will um, swap notes and like right. she will, she will, I mean, I always ask her like, hey babe, like, you know, about this show, like what do you think, da 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 da, you know, and like Nick Michael and I, we eat <laughs> all <laughs> okay. the time together. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess it's, that's, that's what new, this is what this industry needs and I guess we're, we're setting example for the next generation. True. You know, yeah. So we want to set it um, at this level. Like we are friends, we support each other, and we just have to believe in what we're good at. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Mm. Okay. This is the next question. Yeah. If you could cook for anyone, who would that be? 
if I could cook for anyone, I think it would be my late nenek oh. and my grandfather. Yeah, because like I was learning a lot, especially my grandfather. He never really got to taste my food because right. he passed away. I think about like nine years now. Oh, lama juga. Dah lama dah. But you know, at that age, I was like still studying. I was yeah, not living so in, in the like, uh, ah, yeah. not at this level. Correct. You know, I would love to make my my his favorite asam pedas and just like oh, cook for him. That's okay. You know, um, what's your favorite yeah. food? My favorite food. Oh my god, I'm very simple actually. I really like find comfort in like nasi, ikan goreng, sambal, kicap, telur. Telur. Yeah. Oh my god, I love telur, goreng, and kicap. It's like the Orang best. Orang tu cakap macam dah habis awak. But I like. It's amazing. Panas-panas. You know, oh, panas-panas. Oh my god. It's yeah. so good. And if you have like sarung dek in kabelis or whatever. Whatever. Just, yeah. Or sambal. Oh. Yeah, whatever sambal yeah. lah. Yeah. It needs to be kicap. I don't yeah. know. I like kicap. <laughs> I'm a kicap person. <laughs> it's so true. So to me, that is like the simplest meal that I right. can put together anywhere I'm, I am at around the world. You know? Yeah. That says like. Com- so even you tra- like say you travel, you try to cook as well. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, okay. I do, I do. Yeah. So like, I will now thank God for Airbnb, Be, like, yeah. you know, the kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. Yes, but not to say that I don't go out and explore. Oh my God, like that's like my favorite part to do is get lost and just right. go into like the nook and crannies of streets. And right. It was like I just came back from Amsterdam, and oh, we, we nice. and we got lost and we found this pasta making restaurant. It's just a like a hole in the wall, right. and they just make pasta and they had a few seats. So I walked in, I was like, hey. Like, are you serving food? She's like, yeah. yeah, we have this today. So they only like two, three things on the menu. Right. So but they, like, they, they did it on the spot, meaning. Yeah. The so they're, pa- they're they're making pasta to sell. I guess right. they're like, but they only they have a few tables in there, and I, I just like walked in, and had one of the best pastas I've had, like, ever. And awesome. I've been to Italy, and it was still really really delicious. So. I guess like yeah, you just gotta sometimes get lost and 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 enc- encourage you being curious in the in the country that you're in. Just don't don't bring your sambal packet and yeah. go all the way there okay. and eat the same food. Yeah, like come on. Yeah, you gotta explore. <laughs> you gotta explore. Yeah. You gotta open your mind and you know. I mean, what's the point? You travel when you know. Exactly. So yeah. Okay, last question. Okay. What's next for Ili Sulaiman? The next three, let's say three five years. Oh wow! Wow. Like this is exactly what my business uh, strategies <laughs> asked me that day. Okay, so um, for me personally, um, I set I set goals for myself. Right. And I think that's really important when you're an entrepreneur, so you know where, where you're going. You going. Yeah. And if things don't happen, you can accept and get over it a lot faster. Yeah. Because you know that oh maybe this is not going the path. This this situation. Is not bringing me to the path of my goal is. Right. So, for me as a personality, I do want to be the beacon for Malaysian food. Right. Internationally, mm-hmm. right. So when people think of tiffins, they think of me. Yeah. When they actually, think, yeah, yeah. We, uh, right. I, like we got tiffins. I was that's like. Sinonim, you know, like Ili yeah. Chifian. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't even people that sometimes don't even know my name. They're like, yeah. "Eh, mangkut tingkat," <laughs> you know what I mean? And my parents also call bapa mangkut tingkat, mak mangkut tingkat, which <laughs> so is cute. so cute. Um, so yeah, so when people associate um, Malaysian food, home cooked comfort food, tiffins, they think of me. Right. Whether it's locally in Singapore, in Southeast Asia, in Europe, wherever. So that's my big goal is to be the Tiffin girl, and when you think Tiffin girl, you think comfort food and Malaysian or Asian food, mm-hmm. right? 
so that's where I aspire to be right. um, uh, and I also am looking forward to um, having more shows obviously um, I'm more I'm, I'm definitely more of a digital girl right um, I, I've always been uh, very excited about the digital world right. because I learn a lot from it so I I feels like I want to give back to what right. to the community that has helped me so a lot more digital content um, obviously I want to be a, a beacon or uh, an ambassador for a multinational um, mm, brand, um, brand mm-hmm. that hopefully propels people to go into the kitchens to cook more for their family and friends you know um, mm. so right now a, a Tfal ambassador so hopefully that will continue for the rest of my career because that will be freaking awesome yeah. um, I've always used Tfal products I mean they, they were my saving grace when I started out my business <laughs> okay like I remember my parents buying me a set when I was in university right and that set was the set that I used to start out my business because right. they were really good quality yeah, stuff true. right so um, so yeah those are the things and obviously everything else lah, like you know more cookbooks and everything yeah. so that's uh, that's what I want to do so I aspire to be like really really a, a household name that makes Malaysia proud uh, I want to be like Malaysia's largest ex- export I don't know how but that's going to happen <laughs> no worries it's okay as long as the goal is there the goal is yeah. there okay <laughs> yeah so that's the goal okay um, for Dish Bailey I really want it to be its own like beast right um i want it to people to like if they're like foodies from around the world and they want to come and visit malaysia they're like where's the best place to have you know malaysian cuisine cuisine for instance and then they go in and they get lost in it because it's got everything that has to do with food so yeah so that's my my aim for for dish by lee okay so it's like two separate things i got this (laughs) I got this fist pump moment. Oh my All god. Right. Yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. But this is just like on a personal, like, yeah. this is me, like, I just want to know. Yeah. Like, what do you think of restaurant or places that serve food? Mm. It's like, the price is like, you know, it's a bit too much. Mm. But when you eat it, doesn't, like, jive with the price. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. And you, and you it, go like, yeah. I'm paying this for 20 bucks, but it tastes like, crap like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. like the quality is not there and yeah. i've eaten the most of the places like that because yeah. people always say how you say you go here go here go yeah here. but when you try you go like okay actually not that nice yeah la. but people rate like oh five stars like what do you think of places i think there's two school of thoughts here la. basically you have because of social media which right. is great you know you get more restaurants opening and there's a lot of people who go into it without any proper training Right? right. Yeah. They go into it without having, I guess, uh, knowledge on going to culinary schools and preparing, or they don't have the knowledge or the passion, like me, like mm-hmm. going to the kitchens and actually really finding out what the true recipes are. Yeah. So, so you have establishments that look awesome. Yeah. Like super Instagrammable. Yeah. The food also super Instagrammable, but the taste is not there. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, that's why I'm very, very takut to open a restaurant actually. It's because I know Malaysian palates are really, 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 really good. Right. I have never met a Malaysian that doesn't know how to appreciate food. Yeah, true. Because at a very young age, we're already like critics. Yeah. You know? And because we are exposed to a lot of different cultures, our palate is very vast. Yeah. Kari boleh makan, sambal, sambal boleh makan. makan. You know, even Chinese soups also betul? we can telan. Uh-huh. You know, right? 
it's not very common to get a child at a very young you you and me included at a very young age exposed to this. True. Do that. Yeah. So my comment is this: if you are going to start up a business, right, and you want to make it successful, it all has to come from two things, lah. The food has to be honest. Yeah. You're not just there to make a money. Money, yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's berkat. People have to remember that. Yeah. Food becomes a part of someone else, so you have to take responsibility for that. Yeah. So in order for you to take responsibility for that, take the necessary steps to train yourself or t- train your staff. Invest mm-hmm. in education and knowledge, right? Yeah. That's why you know there's another business that I run, which is called the Agaga Initiative. Mm-hmm. We do AA Plus, which is a training program. Where we actually help businesses start up the proper way, right? You know, um, we've worked with uh, Boat Noodle, we've worked with Pitcha Project, mm, okay. because like they don't have the skills uh, to possibly maybe train their staff. Or in Pitcha's case, uh, they are great marketing and business people, right. but when it comes to managing their refugee families to right. cook, they have no knowledge of culinary. Okay. Uh-huh. So we go in, we help them um, create SOPs, buy proper equipment, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff, to maintain that that quality. Right. So if you're paying twenty ringgit for a lunchbox, yeah, it better be a really good worth twenty ringgit. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. these are the two things lah. So like, much okay. um, class. Yeah, class. Yeah. It's not just for the money. It's not yeah, just it's not making. just about yeah. profit making. And also, if it's going to be class, it's got to be done properly. Then you have to know how to do it. So invest in the knowledge of knowing how to do it. So a lot of businesses start and then they fail. Start and then they fail. Yeah, yeah. And then there's so much. Because I've seen a lot of it. like restaurant they pop up. Then after a few years, they're, they're gone. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a day. It's a day, but it's like yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's really hard to sustain going if you have a. Restaurant. It is. It's yeah. very expensive yeah. and it's hard work. It is. You're the first one there, the last to leave. Forget your public holidays and holidays because yeah. that's where you make the most money. True. Um, when people are off season, you're on season. season. So it's like it's one of the hardest things that to get into. But people assume that it's glamorous to own a place to open up. Yeah. But it's not. It's not. It's the same with me. People think like, wow, Eli, like you're on TV and stuff. Your hair looks amazing. I'm like, yeah, kat belakang tu, you tak tahu. Like, I'm going this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you don't see it, you know. Right. So, I think like, every job, I'm not just saying about this industry, I don't know about other industries, but every job, if you do it properly, it's hard work. Yeah. You need to put the time, you need to put in the dedication, you really need to... Really give you 110%. Yeah. Yeah. Or not people can Especially with food People can tell People can tell People can taste People can tell People can You know Yeah There's a yeah. lot of places That you can go Like these mom and pops places They've been doing that for years And they love what they do And you can tell Tell You can tell Even though the place is like Okay je Tapi you can tell When you makan And you go like Oh the food's great Yeah, yeah. Walaupun the setup is simple Like yeah. you know Exactly True mm. And you'll so. be surprised Those kind of places Yeah really last a long time Yep True. Yeah. Even if it's good, people will go. Exactly. Yeah. And consistent. Correct. Yeah. Why? Like, because training under. Yeah. True. So, but you have that. You've taken that time to invest in okay. your team to ensure that they execute well. And also, I think because they, they truly have a passion for food. You know what I'm saying? You know how some people when they truly have passion when they want to serve, they want to serve like really high quality. Like I really want you to like it. I really want you to love it because yeah. it's my hard work. Yes. You know, bukan macam okay. This what I do like. 
setengah-setengah yeah, yeah. like tak apa mm. dia kenyang je yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. Yeah. no 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 it's so, nothing like yeah. that and yeah so i guess that's that's the that's it lah that's the missing link yeah there. it's like they just want to open a place but they don't know how foot what tail what this what that they don't know <laughs> And it's yeah, it's hard work, and they get into it. They're like, oh my god, this is so hard. And I'm like, yeah. Like, I didn't know it's gonna be this hard. I yeah. didn't sign up for this. Exactly, yeah. they didn't sign up for it. And then yeah. they like lepas tangan. Once they lepas tangan, then that's it. Like, that's it lah. Everything down goes down yeah. the drain. And then like, and with food, it's like it's so dangerous because it's like health and safety. Like, True. If we don't do it properly, it can get people really sick. Yeah. You so, tak boleh buat main-main, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank 